Welcome to the Don't Know Much podcast, the DKM podcast, where we don't know much of anything. But what I do know is that uh, one thing about growing up, one of the uh, <laughs> harsh realities we got to come to learn to not hate anymore is that, you know, all things must come to an end. And today I was reading a uh, the new chapter of One Piece. You know, that, that series is still going. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, still going. Uh, the anime is still going too. It's been going on for a long, long time. And, you know, I'm reading it and it's on its final arc. It's on its final saga after what? I think close to... Um what was it, 30 years or so? I, I can't even remember now. But all I know is that it's it, it, it's getting there. It's uh, it, it's going to be one of those moments where I'm going to look back and then be like, dang, um, I can't believe, you know, I lived through all this. I did everything. And this is how the series ends. The series is already legendary. But, like, I'm reading it. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's an ending to, like, a good series like this. It's going to come in, like, what, three or four years that's probably going to be the case, but like, I'm not sure if you have any series that you're currently watching, Daniel, or you're reading anything, or you're doing anything in specific that like, you're enjoying the moment, but then you're like, you know, whilst you're enjoying it, you, you take a step back, you're like, you know what? I'm glad I'm th- like, like I'm living through this, and that's how I feel like with One Piece at least. Uh, yeah, I actually I could give like a really perfect example. Um, that's how I felt when I finally saw mm-hmm. the last Evangelion movie on Amazon Prime Video because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's still there. Um, and I, I think I've been very vocal about this. I've always said that I wasn't the biggest fan of the rebuilds. And the, my problem was that it was one of those nights where I couldn't sleep. And I said, you know what? I can't sleep. One point. Uh, 1.0 plus 3.0 just came out. Uh, let me go ahead and watch it. But I didn't see 3.0 yet. So one night I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch 3.0. 3.0 was like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And it was it felt short. Uh, and then I realized, like, God damn it. This, this is the last movie before the uh the the final film came out and i remember it i was like watching like the third film i was like okay so this is where they start changing things up i kind of like certain things about it um i like the idea of it it's like a post third impact world and how it affected everybody and how everybody reacted towards it is that the one where uh, shinji's an adult no um and 3.0 was basically where they changed the idea that in between 1.0 and 2.1.0 uh, between 2.0 and 3.0 uh Shinji because he was trying to save Ray at one point because remember this is a rebuild of the franchise um Shinji inadvertently caused third impact while saving Ray apparently that sort of came out of nowhere what usually when normally in the original series that's where like Ava unit would have went berserk and would have ate the angel and everyone would have been freaked the fuck out but like, holy shit you know the guy the machine that we've been piloting this whole time just ate an angel what what stipulation or condition that rolls into it right um they try to recreate the same thing but it's more like no Shinji is a badass now he's gonna do a show and jump moment and he's gonna be a badass and save Ray even though everyone told him not to do it like Except for Misato. Misato's like, you gotta go fight the angel and save Rei. And so, like, Shinji goes, like, way deep into the core. I could be misremembering. It's been a long time since I've seen the rebuilds. Um, and Shinji goes and saves Rei. And then later he disappears for 13, uh, apparently, like, 13 years or something, or 14 years. And he wakes up every, he wakes up in the middle of a, of a chamber. Um, nerve is no more a thing. Misato and Ritsuko now pilot a ship in the sky where they're now anti-nerve. They're basically the opposite of nerve. And Misato was really a cold bitch in that movie because she was uh, giving Shinji all this crap, saying, this is all your fault, yada, yada, yada. But all I could think in the back of my head is like, but he was just doing what you told. Like, why are you giving the guy 
you know, the 14 year old a hard time because he was trying to save his friend after you told me he should nut up and go do it. And then he inadvertently caused her to Because he didn't impact. do it right. Gosh. Well, that's the weird thing, though, because that was the confusing thing. Because remember, you and me watched the movie uh, one time when I was airing on Toonami together. And remember, we talked about the after credits scene where, like, well, Shinji's doing the big fucking third impact and the music is playing, the credits play. And then at the end of the credits, you see Karu, like, throw the, the spear Longinus down and it looks like, oh, everything is taken care of. The third impact will stop. It basically made this thing with, like, third impact still happened but it was sort of like condensed into a smaller part of it like everyone still died a good chunk of people died but it was still potential that people could still be alive and not get suckered into third impact right right and so i get that and that's the one things that i've always like liked about some series or any series really is like there's a implied that like hey this happened but it's also implied like like the outcome is like like, it's not fully fleshed out. It's like, yeah, people probably survive because, you know, um, it's typical. But here's a little thought experiment. Like, like it, it could be the case where everyone just died. But we're not going to review that information type of shit. Like, I, I like that. I like that kind of content. Where, like, Well, yeah, that's that's essentially what they stipulate is that, that it's like they didn't call it third impact. They call it near third impact where it's okay. like. A lot of people died, but a lot of people also lived. We also we get to see that at 3.0 plus 1.0 because up to that point, you just assume like, okay, so the only people that are alive is Shinji Ray, uh, well, Q Ray, uh, Ray Q, um, and, and Asuka. Shinji's still 14 years old. Ray, uh, uh, Asuka is 14 years old. The Ray in, in 3.0 is not the same Ray as the Ray that we saw in 1.0 and 2.0, which is really depressing. And okay. you only saw Anti Nerve and Gendo was still alive and Karu was also there. So you assume that, like, oh, then only this amount of people survive. That's why they're like fighting amongst each other and things like that. But then, you know, at the end of 3.0, Shinji and Asuka and Ray Q just walk away and you're thinking like, wow, that, that was a short movie. But then you realize like, oh fuck, that was the last movie we saw. And just to put in perspective, let's see here. When did uh, Evangelion 3.0 came out? Let's, let's see here. 3.0 release date came out in January 10th, 2014. We now have Thrice Upon a Time, that came out in, uh, let me double check here, because remember, it came out in initial release was March, yeah, March 2021, Japan, um, let me see here, America release, let's see here, uh, 2022, so we went from, uh, 2014 to 2022, obviously, it was a long time, and I just thought, like, man, how do you follow up with, like, something like 3.0, because I thought, like, man, there's no way in hell they're gonna follow up with it, so 3.0 happens, and then we found out that, yes, a lot of people actually survived, including Shinji's friends, mm-hmm. um, which was really depressing, because it's just, like, there's a scene where um, Shinji is still wearing the same school uniform, and his dad keeps giving into him, because after Shinji escaped, like, anti-nerve, his dad picks him up, and, you know, Shinji having that kind of, like, awkward relationship with his dad, he's like, alright, guess I'm gonna pilot the Ava, plus my cute boyfriend Karu is here with me, so I think everything worked out in the end, where Shinji's still given the same uniform, and, you know, in Japan, the uniforms are ridden with the owners of the shirts and the shoes and stuff, right. and one of the shirts that he finds is uh, Toji, and he freaks out, thinking, like, oh. oh my god, Toji's dead, I- I'm wearing his uniform, but we found out that Toji and his friends not only survived, they grew up, they became adults, and some of them even got married, and they even have kids, but I really like the idea 
that they didn't hate Shinji. They never got mad at him. They were happy that he was alive. They're like, hey, Shinji, I'm so glad you're here, dude. I know you're still 14, but look, man, I married um, that chick that we were friends with. You know, we and her have a kid. I'm so proud of my kid. Look at us. We're so happy and everything. And it just, I like that kind of wholesomeness. That was like my favorite part of the movie was the beginning where it was just this village of people. They just accepted like, all right, this shit sucked, but we can't get mad at the kid. He was given a shitty hand in life. This is the circumstance we're in right now. All we could do now is rebuild and show that humanity could still pick back up again which that was like the tail end of the message of end of evangelion where it was like hey everybody's gonna die but everybody could come back if they want to they just have to choose it and shinji asuka ray and eventually hopefully at some point everybody else will but obviously we didn't get that at the end of evangelion it's meant to be kind of um it's meant to be up for interpretation but that's the idea that that's what they were saying in the third impact scene where shinji's mom says like don't worry don't be scared you know everybody's all going to come together as as one being but eventually at some point they could come back if they want to leave and that's what shinji did which that's like the biggest sign right there the guy who started third impact because he said fuck everybody everybody's so mean we all should just come together and then shinji realized like i don't like this this isn't right like i feel formless and everything and shinji rejected it and it shows that you could come back out of it you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying um so that's that's how i felt about like 3.0 plus 1.0 it didn't help either that like i was half asleep this movie was like four hours long um actually what was the runtime of thrice because it felt like it was four hours um runtime it is two hours and 35 minutes and you know 3.0's runtime was barely like an hour and a half yeah it was like an hour and a half so it was like watching two movies in that length back to back admittedly though by like the end of it i was like half asleep and i remember just watching the end of the the, the show or the end of the movie and i don't know you want me to spoil it for you yeah i don't really care um, about spoilers it's okay, not. well, you know, it's been a long enough time, so spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen uh, 1.0 plus 3.0. You know, it's on Amazon Prime Video still. It hasn't gotten a Blu-ray release. Hopefully, it will soon. Uh, basically, at the tail end of it, um, between some really confusing shit that, like, Gendo basically became immortal in some way, and Shinji and Gendo have that ultimate mech fight, there's that touching moment where, like, Gendo acknowledges, like, the reason why he was so mean to Shinji was that like, he was so scared of him. And, like, while we get that at end of Evangelion after he gets, like, eaten by, like, the apparition of Evil Unit 1, or he's really like wow i'm such an asshole i noticed that like i i hit away against shinji because i was scared to hurt him um there is that fight scene where shinji and gendo are fighting each other it gets like really trippy and meta as fuck where they're like not even fighting in the anime they're fighting like in the set of the anime where like there's like cameras and shit like that where like it gets like super meta eventually at some point right and gendo finally acknowledges how much of a piece of shit he was he hugs shinji says i'm sorry i should have treated you better and then you know you get that sense of closure some people really like that i thought it was a little bit cheesy but whatever um basically shinji uh literally name drops i'm going to be the neon genesis and i'm going to restart time where everybody is doing their own thing ava never happened we all are <laughs> i love the whole meme of like people like 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 swing name hard. dropped it yeah whenever the name drops so like i was watching uh, uh oh dude what movie was it dude, but like i think this is like way worse though because it's like literally it's shinji talking to the original ray which by the way ray q dies in like the most depressing way ever in in that movie where it was like i loved ray q fuck me i know i'm probably getting a lot of hate from ava fans i think ray q was the better ray in my opinion this was a girl who knew she was a clone she didn't know shinji but she was willing to have a personality where she was so happy to be in the village she had friends she was excited she was curious to explore the world she saw the baby 
baby a baby is like oh a tiny human like she was wondering what a pregnant cat was it was so adorable and then like she kept like trying to get shinji back in place and then one day she goes up to shinji realizing oh i'm a clone so i'm gonna die eventually she goes up to shinji says hey thank you so much for giving me this life blows up right in front of him and you think like oh shinji's gonna get another depressive episode but no shinji pipes up he's like i'm ready i'm going to fight my dad and i'm like Based. all right well damn yeah base shinji holy shit <laughs> but i remember like that death caught me so off guard like i remember screaming like oh no and, like the middle of the night i was like why no that um, definitely woke you up yeah <laughs> i was like it just i remember like jumping i was like holy shit she just blew up her her head just like blew up like that and i'm like oh my god she's just gonna be so depressed and he's like no nah, i'm gonna fight my dad now i'm That's like the thing oh, about okay. shinji and watching people close to him and having their heads blown up you know yeah yeah it's it's fucked damn dude that's some like bad t i mean like shit he can't even look at the collar that oscar's wearing without like going to a vomiting fit I basically mean, like, yeah yeah it's it's depressing i think like one of the most f- impressive scenes i ever seen was like where oscar was like force feeding shinji where it was like kind of like oh it's anime but it's not even like oh this is cute like damn this is fucking depressing and like disturbing because it's like animated kind of like realistically where like she's like on top of him and like the camera's like swinging all over the place to like represent where shinji's head is and you just see her like shoving down like just something a pastry in his mouth just be like you have to fucking eat i know everybody's okay with you just like moping around in this fucking corner until you starve to death but i'm not gonna let you do that you gotta eat it and um yeah, but anyways, at the end of the movie, uh, basically Shinji runs into the same Ray. She he goes back in time and meets Oscar from the end of Evangelion. And apparently, she grew up and she's still on the beach. She's a full woman at this point uh, because apparently, in the rebuild universe, apparently once you're an Ava pilot, you're stuck at the age of fourteen. They finally explain what Mari was, but I think everybody knew what it was going to be because in the manga adaptation of Evangelion, which came afterwards. Um, basically the writer made like a bonus chapter saying oh mari's actually like related with shinji's parents like she hooked them up at one point but like it brought up a lot of questions like wait if mari hooked up with shinji's mom and dad uh if shin if mari helped hook up yui and gendo together how the fuck is she still 14 how does that work they never quite explained it other than oh it's the it's the pilot it's the curse of being an evil pilot you're stuck at being at the age of 14 or something um so shinji basically says i'm going to name drop it the the name of the original show neon genesis evangelion with the original ray speaking with oscar from end of evangelion saying hey i'm sorry i did everything to you i'm glad we were able to finally talk and get thing get this out of the way now that i have this closure now we're talking in a set like like one of those like cgi sets where like people would usually wear like camp um like the mocap outfits to like you know for animation purposes and shit yeah and it's literally like a a stage like it's a stage which is not you know not that metal because like you know, Death and Rebirth did the same thing with the fucking staged shot there too, where literally like Shinji is talking to Ray, and while they're talking, there's a projector projecting the original show behind them, and like Shinji literally just name drops saying, I'm going to be the Neon Genesis so Evangelion. So wall break, Jesus. Yeah, like that's like meta on top of meta on top of meta, and all I can think in the back of my head is like, that's really weird that the only way I could watch the original series is through Netflix, but the only way I could watch the rebuilds is through Prime Video. But whatever, that's, that, whatever. What can you do about it? So at the end of it, Shinji f- me- wakes up. He's an adult now. He hooked up with Mari, and I know some Oscar shippers out there got like really mad about it. And I'm just like, guys, like I know that like your cute fan fiction idea will believe that, like, oh, Oscar and Shinji get together because they're like fucked up people. They'll they'll fix each other. Like, no, usually Imagine. fucked up people yeah. when they hook up. It's more of a fucked up situation. And like Shinji basically created a world where like Ava never happened. Like no one's a pilot. Everybody has their own lives. Shinji and Asuka 
uh, went on their separate ways. Ray is nowhere in the shot. Karu's there for like one shot, which means that there's this idea that he could still be around because Karu's whole motive in that universe apparently was that like, oh, I've died time and time again. And Shinji's like, no, I don't want you to die for me. I want you to have a choice in the matter. I want you to do what you want to do. Based. And it and, and at first I was like so caught off guard by it. And I thought about this and like, is this how I want it to end or is this how it should end? And I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I think Arnold's done with the franchise. He's been vocal about it where he's like, I'm done with it. I have no personal attachment to the franchise whatsoever. I want to just do Kamen Rider and fucking Godzilla now. I'm I'm done with it. I, I promised myself I was going to do the four movies, and he did it. And I, I like the idea where like there's a lot of potential because of that time gap between Shinji... 2.0 and then 3.0 there's that 14 year time gap where like misato had like a kid and everything and we found out what happened to um uh ryuji because he kind of disappeared but apparently he sacrificed himself to prevent third impact or some shit like that misato had a kid with him um because i was always hinted that like misato may have been pregnant at one point mm-hmm. um you know, and that was like this idea that Arnold's willing to say, "Hey, I'm willing to let people like expand the universe." And there's like a perfect slot like right there that you could do it. You know, so I get where you're coming from. Where it's like, damn, you know, it's finally done. And the sad part is, all I could think of was like, man, how many people, you know, didn't live to see the finale of that movie? You know, what I'm saying because again, we went from 2014 to 2022, where like you know things happen. You know. So <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from, where I was like, I remember it tweeted about it and I, I didn't really like, pro- I haven't seen the movie since. I haven't, I don't think I'm like mentally ready to rewatch it again. Um, but I looked back on it and I was like, you know what? I still think End of Evangelion was a better movie because it portrayed its message way better. But I will say that for a finale of the entirety of Evangelion, it makes sense why it ended in such a like kind of metal, like, all right, fuck it. Everything is a dream kind of situation because that's essentially what they wanted. So I can't get mad at them if that's what they want, you know? Right. It's kind of like the idea where it's like, um, where like uh, in part eight of JoJo, where like Johnny Joestar wanted to like bring back, you know, Gyro and all his friends. But, you know, Valentine was like, I'll do it. I promise you. But he knows he wants to do it, but he can't. Even though that's not the answer he wants, he realized I I can't do that. I can't give you the corpse parts because I know that, you know, I believe you're a good man. and I believe you have a better motive than me, but I can't give you the corpse parts. I know that you're you're a piece of shit also. So, you know, it's sort of one of those things where it's like if the objective of the of the show is the character saying, I wish this never happened. I don't blame him if he succeeded. I'm not going to get mad at him and just be like oh this is stupid it deflates the whole purpose of the show it's like no that's the goal he was trying to accomplish one of the main reasons why i brought up this topic which i know <laughs> i'm sorry i went, no, went on the tangent there but you can I, it's just you, to can give talk, con- you can talk about evangelion for hours and i know you can because you're a you're, you're a what's the word a fanatic for it which i could never understand at least with that series like it, it's an okay series for me i just could never understand like the whole like the whole craze for it but um Recently, yesterday, a new chapter of Berserk was launched, and uh, this was after the 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 death uh, of the uh, of the creator, the original of, author, uh, yeah. yeah, the original author. Which um, some people were wondering if like if they're going to continue the actual series, like how it's going to be done, it's going to be done properly. Well, it turns out the um, oh, what do you call it? The person who's basically uh, being the the lead. Uh, on this the director when it comes to like the narrative and all that stuff is his best mm-hmm. friend of like decades i'm talking about like since like single digit age like they were both single digits in age um not only that they're they're both mangaka and not only that um when it comes to like social how social they are with one another they're only really social like like these are like brothers except for the blood part like these are these guys are like tied like they to would the take hip. a bullet for each other well, it's beyond that. They're basically like the only people that can actually call each other like tr- like like a true friend type of thing. Like, like. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
Real close, right. All that being said, he's the one continuing on the series because he's the one that obviously talked to uh, Miura a whole bunch about, you know, where he wants to take the series, yada, yada, yada. And all that being said, um, the reason I'm bringing it up is, like, things are happening in the manga that I was like, like, that that are proving like some questions like oh how's guts going to do this how's he going to do that like like the hurdle that's in front of him is very really, really huge and there's going to be a point where like the series ends and obviously it's not going to be the true ending because the the author isn't there miura isn't truly there he's there in spirit sure but like it's not there and it's like one of those things where i'm like i'm looking back on the, like the time i had with berserk i was enjoying uh, the hiatus is in between each chapters. Obviously, there some of them lasted like a year, some of them lasted like a year and a half type of thing. And like the thing, the same thing with Hunter Hunter. Um, but Hunter Hunter is coming back. Um, the Bleach anime is coming back for people who didn't watch the um, I mean, who didn't read the manga. And then even the manga is having a um, uh, the manga. I think like a couple months ago, I know it was this year, but a couple months ago they released a new chapter where Ichigo and everyone's grown up, and there's a new. Uh, they're explaining a part of the verse that is that goes throughout that that goes uh, that, that had a lot of questions, but we, now we're getting an actual um, very morbid explanation on it just in one chapter. Um, and then lastly, there is this uh, thing. I recently watched the new Dragon Ball Super superhero movie. Um, it was quite nice. I really liked the. Uh, uh, the animation, the story, uh, and <laughs> one of the best things about this whole movie is the whole power scaling thing, because this goes in conjunction with the manga, what's happening in the manga. Um, the movie takes place after the current event of the manga, and not only that, but um, I love power scaling community, because like, it's it, it's funny how toxic people can get, and how like dumb and uh, nearsighted people can get and and one thing that I've, I've quite enjoyed is like obviously everyone knows about like oh the, the meme uh, but can he beat Goku type yeah, of thing exactly. right I was about to say that yeah so like um like this new like Goku at the moment right now in the current series isn't the strongest in his own universe uh technically Gohan's stronger than him with his new form in the new movie uh and someone else is stronger than him but I won't say who um I've always read the theory, this idea that, like, Gohan is initially supposed to be the passing of the torch, that, like, Gohan is meant to be stronger, but there was going to be it's like, not a theory. conflict. It's, it's an actual, like, statement from the author. Right, but that's my point, though, that Gohan could be stronger than Goku, but he didn't want to be. He's like, hey, you know, Dad, no offense, though. I was rewatching Dragon Ball not that long ago. That show's pretty goofy in the grand scheme of things. You know, Gohan didn't have a goofy childhood. He had a pretty fucked up childhood, if you think about it. This dude, before he was 10, was killed and beaten his ass up by, like, people three times his age. Was he killed? No, he died. Not when... killed, but like near death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Well, that, that was basically the the um the whole the, the whole thing of it. I mean, Goku technically had a worse childhood, but we're not gonna go into that. Goku's technically autistic in his own way, in his own very special, nice way. But yeah, um, the creator Akira. No, wait. Yeah, Akira no, Toriyama. That's... Uh, he um yeah. he Akira Toriyama. He he did say that Gohan has a higher potential. Thanks to Goku. But he doesn't want to. It's not that he doesn't want to. It's just that he could when when they did call for him when he was pushed. Um, not pushed, but when he was guided. And that's when, during the Cell Saga, he turned Super Saiyan 2, and he managed to defeat... Um, he was the only one at the moment who was able to, like, surpass the limits of a Saiyan to, to such a degree that um, no one else could because of how, he, like, how, how saturated his uh, Saiyan cells were and, and all that. And all that being said, in this movie, in this new movie, I kind of don't like 
how he reached that point. But like I, I can enjoy that he's now where he's supposed to be. He's stronger than both Goku and Vegeta. He's the strongest right now, and he's 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 truly unlocked his potential. Um, as a Saiyan, uh, Goku's going through the path of a god. Um, and now the is, question is, will he keep that track record when he eventually gets brought back into the main series? The thing that I like remember, about him, most yeah. go, most Dragon Ball movies weren't canon until just recently. Uh, yeah, all the Dragon Ball Super movies are, are canon. Uh, right. Yeah. So that, that's or at least the 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 narrative implications of it. So like everything that happened in the Battle of the Gods isn't like all canon, but when it was transferred over to the show, that part became canon, and then uh, uh, Resurrection F. And then from that onward, the movie, the Broly movie, and this new movie, the superhero movie, um, those are canon as is because the anime is not going to cover those two arcs apparently. Because um, usually, like in the anime, they would like recap it in a yeah, way. Yeah. It's like, oh hey, remember when this happened? It's like, oh, watch the movie now, kids. But Buy it on Funimation. They're gonna skip it now. They're gonna skip the Broly movie, right? Uh, and they're gonna go straight into the arc right after the Broly movie, which is called the Moral Arc, where. Um, it's about space wizards and, sh- and whatever. So all that, all that being said, he um, uh, the, the, the that series ended obviously a while ago, but then it came back with Super because the man was there and the, the creator wanted to you know keep playing it. I mean keep keep writing it, but like obviously that will come to an end. But that's that's really it when it comes to like series as a whole. When it comes to like things that I've enjoyed growing up, I mean Naruto is still alive in the form of Boruto. Bleach is still alive with this new. It was only one chapter, though, uh, but it wasn't really, like, a full-fleshed-out chapter. Um, one Piece is still ongoing. There's a lot of animes. I mean, Among Us still ongoing. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, we spent a good amount of time talking about it. But it's just one of those things. I like, like I had that thought today. I'm just, like, uh, I had a good time with, with all these series and stuff. Yeah, I get you, man. I think that it really is one of those things where it's like, you know, the creators and like the marketing people and everybody who creates them, they know that like, hey, if this is going to be a long lasting franchise, we got to kind of still not only attract new kids to to get into these sort of things, but we're also going to have to realize that we're also at the pander to the older adults that are, you know, still committed to it. I mean, like, it's not unheard of for, you know, guys that are our age that are still watching Kamen Rider years later, or they're still watching like Naruto, or they're still making Gundam figures in their fucking offices, you know, at the top of their, uh, in their billion dollar Fortune 500 company. Um, Isn't there a new Gundam game coming out? Yeah, uh, there was a Gundam game that was coming out. It's more like kind of like Overwatch, uh, but a new, another Gundam game follow. I'm not surprisingly a uh, massive Gundam fan, uh, but I would love to get into the franchise at one point. And you know, the the funny thing you mentioned about like with Dragon Ball, Marcos, like I, I'm still I still consider myself to be like super casual. I've yet to see a single episode of Dragon Ball Super, um, but I should still go out of my way to watch these movies because I feel like that these movies are not super requiring a, like a lot of context to watch them. I mean, I was just mm. looking up like the. Bo- the box office uh, score for this this movie, and apparently became the second highest grossing Dragon Ball film to date. Wait, and I remember one? a lot of people superhero, me, superhero, yeah, yeah. I think Broly. Uh... I really wanted to watch Broly because I figured like, oh, Broly doesn't really that much context. It's it's fucking Broly. Like he just shows up, goes fucking you know X Games mode and just fuck shit up. Like I just want to watch like stupid shit like that. And people just told me they're like, oh yeah, there's a story, but like I just I just wanted to see Broly fuck shit up. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should have just went to watch that. But I don't even remember the last time I went to a movie theater. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it, it's just really interesting. You know, going back to like JoJo of all things, I was watching how like you know now that part. Um, uh, part eight is coming to a close right now. We don't know if there's going to be a part nine. There was that transitionary stage between part six to part seven where, you know, uh, um, 
I, I, fuck. Oh my god. I, um, judges a creator. I'm a fucking loser today. Um, creator. I forgot his name too. Harry Araki. Yeah, Araki. Uh, I should. I only know it because of the meme. Uh, Araki basically went from like, oh, I'm gonna move from show and jump to do ultra jump, and people are telling him like, oh, cool. Now that you're not doing like show and jump anymore, and now your audience is generally a little bit more older. You can now do more like adult themes and adult topics and things like that. Right. And Araki said he didn't want to do too much of like a drastic shift. Like he wanted, and it was such an interesting point because it was part seven that he did that change where it wasn't even known that it was going to be a part of the JoJo franchise. You know what I'm saying? Because when Steel Ball Run first aired, it, well, not aired, but it was first came out, it was just called Steel Ball Run. No one knew that it had anything to do with JoJo. Like, yes, there was a Johnny Joe star, there was a Gyro Zapelli, but people didn't know that it's like, wait, is this related to JoJo? But, and remember, we're going off of part six's ending, which, spoiler, part six ends with literally a universal wipe so literally there's no memory of any more jojo like the jojo heritage curse has been officially lifted because poochie and fucking um the, the kid from part six literally just said all right shut that shit down and then it ends with jolene and all her friends still alive saying like hey let's go hang out and get some drinks and then it ends like that it's like oh wow that's such an interesting way but that's what you know a rocky wanted to do he didn't want to get binded into this idea like oh i gotta follow all this like rules and mythos and all this legacy of the of the show and everything that when he went to part seven i'm like fuck it it's going to be in cowboys and we're rebooting the franchise and it's has nothing to do uh with the um with the previous parts now granted nowadays you know you look up steel ball run it is officially a part of jojo's bizarre adventure and it is a continuation but to quote exports exports says that jojo part 7 isn't a continuation of the story of jojo but more like the themes and the characteristics and the abilities of jojo so that way they could be like it's still part of the jojo universe in its own universe but more like it's a fresh start you know what i'm saying right so yeah, I'm excited. I want I want to see Steelborn being animated. I'm gonna watch JoJo Part Five first, and then get around to watching Part Six because now all of it's on Netflix. One of the things that got me thinking about today about the whole things coming to an end, and it's it, it's something we all know that's going that's happening. <laughs> as a uh, as a previous fan of the series, uh, I'm not too into the series anymore at this point. It's with Halo, and some people are saying that three four three should no longer be in charge of Halo anymore because of how many times they really, they, they just messed up the bucket with four, Halo 4, 5, Master Chief Collection's okay, but it isn't like, like too crazy, and then Halo Infinite, the way that they just, they really messed it up, I think season 2 or whatever lasted 10 months, uh, season 1 lasted about half a year, something like that, I can't remember, but all I know is that, um, just now they're going to, I think either this, no, I think it's next month they're adding Forge, and, uh, they're also just recently said they're going to get rid of, um, uh, co-op campaign, especially, sp uh, split they just screen. flat out said it's not going to be a thing, and it's kind of crazy, because I remember that was, like, a thing that a lot of people were mad about, it was like, damn, dude, like, we were literally waiting for that. Yeah, they literally said after Halo 5, we're going to, our next Halo are go is going to have split screen. Um, or couch co-op or anything, and they're just saying no to it now. And people are just obviously saying, like, remember when Bungie was um developing a game, and then once it was released, the game was basically ninety-eight percent complete. Um, and uh, sure, it, the games take longer to develop now because of graphics and all that stuff, and uh, that makes sense. Higher budgets, sure, and then budgets. Um, but all that being said, um, uh, Destiny managed to get two expansions. 
while uh, <laughs> while Halo managed to not get much uh, of a of, of a of an increase in content, and people are saying that a live service like Destiny was able to do all this, whereas Halo couldn't do that, and it's a much more simpler uh, live service, technically speaking, when it comes to the multiplayer. But obviously, the single player is different. Um, but all, all that being said, people are just like saying it, it, it's probably about time, maybe for three four three to just work on something. They're more, they're more. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, isn't three four three literally just hired only to make Halo games? I th- I don't know what their expertise was beforehand, but when it comes to the whole Halo ball, people have been disappointed. People have been like, I mean, it's not unheard of in the franchise. Like, there's literally developers that are only hired to work on only continuing a franchise that an author doesn't want to do anymore like that's literally what they're brought on to do that's true that's also true and that's that's the sad part because like obviously um and it's like damn that's like your only job and it's only getting worse and i guess we could just work this with um something else we talked about prior to recording uh so we all know that bungie was bought out by by by, um uh, what do you call it by sony and they're gonna stay with Sony, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bungie's not. Yeah, there are there are now a. I, I'm pretty sure they're a um, a company under the SIE umbrella, the Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, umbrella. All that being said, there's no way Bungie's gonna go back to Halo. It's just, I feel like this is the 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 death throes of a of a of a giant game. I mean, Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm I'm still. I love zombies. I love the zombies mode in any in any game, really. And Call of Duty even Vang- the bad ones, even the bad ones. But Call of Duty Vanguard has been really, really bad. They're, the maps that they used weren't good. Like, no, they're just multiplayer maps. No, let, let me tell you how bad it was. It got so. Um, there's a map, the second map that got released. So there's four maps total. The second map that got released, that one, I think it's called Terra something. That one got released. It was whatever. It was a multiplayer map as well. As well. However, <laughs> this recent map that just came out, which ended the 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 the, uh, the story of the zombies in the in the um, Vanguard um, lore, they reused the map, the second map, and just hit a reskin, and they just added more goodies to do while inside the map, and that's really it. And I'm just like, is this it? I guess, and that was that was that was it. That was a uh, that was really it. And then the third DLC was Shido Numa, a World War uh, World at War map, uh, zombie map that it was okay playing it now that they added a new section. But that was really it. Zombies was the was a big letdown. Vanguard and Vanguard as a whole obviously <laughs> needs no explanation, needs no more uh, introductories because like it's everyone knows that Vanguard just didn't hit. It just flopped. Yeah, no, I, I I still haven't installed Vanguard since I've even played it. I just realized, oh, that was fun for like two days, and that was the end of it. Oh, so you bought it? That's yeah. I, I told you I bought it out of a whim one day. I came home from work. Oh, and right. I was like, yeah, I right, feel right, right. playing a multiplayer game. I played it. It's like this is not fun. This is a big waste of time. It plays exactly like Mono for 2019, but way worse. And I am not down for it anymore. I even played a little bit of Warzone. Uh, recently, and I still didn't have fun. I've been playing a lot of Apex, but yeah, I just just <laughs> just didn't do it for me. It just I'd much rather be playing Splatoon three right now, <laughs> honestly. And uh, you're talking to a guy who hasn't played a zombies mode in a single Call of Duty since the one that introduced it at World at War, and that was not even that much. So 
yeah, I don't know. I, I every time when I look up people when they talk about Vanguard, it's just like this. Just there's nothing here. There's no fun. Uh, there. I don't know. Can't can't say it's for me. Uh, the one thing I will say when it comes to just irony is obviously uh everyone knows about the whole Red Dead Two like save Red Dead Two and whatever. And recently Red Dead Two got an update. Yippee! You know what they added, Daniel? What they added? Three missions. Uh, they're called Telegram missions, and uh, Telegrams are missions are just very simple, very easy. They don't give you much rewards. They don't give you much like EXP and money when it comes to like someone out of like a mid-level uh, player. It's it's basically a, <laughs> a pathetic joke of an update. And meanwhile, uh, my my dumb self. I, I, I like playing Fallout 76. I've, I've said it multiple times in this podcast, and that game. As bad as it may be, it's still gotten way more updates than Red Dead 2. It's just one of those things where just, like, I, I guess it's time to move on. I mean, heck, even Starfield looks like ass uh, with a trailer that they showed. I mean, I'm probably going to play Sonic Frontiers just because it's a Sonic game. But I don't know. I just I feel like there's going to be a point in my future where I feel like I'm going to stop playing video games altogether. Uh, or at least for the most part, playing, stop playing video games like for the most part. Because, like, like, most of these games are fun, but... I guess there's a point where, like, you just get too burnt out to do anything. I can see that. My my argument with that matter is, like, I feel like that when I used to, like, play, like, Apex Legends, like, in a toxic way where I was, like, oh. playing it. Not, not like I was toxic to people, but I was, like, I knew that I wasn't having fun, but I didn't think, like, oh, I could play anything else. And I think that, that that falls onto, like, other people. Like, I get so tired of seeing, like, YouTubers that they'll be like, I'm done with League of Legends. I'm done with <laughs> Call of Duty. I'm done with this. And be like, look, unless you show me, I don't give a fuck what the hell you're saying. And secondly, who gives a shit, you know? I get it if, like, your channel is based on only Call of Duty or only this one thing. But sometimes I feel like that I would just go up to these people and be like, hey, man, maybe just do something else. Like, if maybe if this isn't for you. And I get it. Like, once you're known to do only one thing or one particular franchise, or cover only one thing i totally get it you know me and you were talking about earlier about like how many call of duty commentators went off the deep end or they disappeared off the face of a planet post call of duty ghosts where the franchise what i would say was probably in its most negative where most people just didn't care they just were fed up with it machinima money wasn't coming in anymore and then it just boop gone and i i just look at these people i'm like well you gotta have like a plan at some point like eventually the the hunting dries up the you know you can't get any more you know milk out of the cow at that point you're gonna have to do something else either the franchise dies out you don't like enjoying it anymore you just kind of have to say hey eh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do something else you know and that's why I, I would never want to be like known to just be only associated with just one thing. And that's not just only with gaming. It could just be like with a manga you're a fan of, a movie you're a fan of, or anything. You have to always have a plan to either bring your audience into something that you also like, or you have to be determined to like get people interested in not only just yourself, but also the new thing you're doing. I, I wanted to ask you about this, and this, and then you've always wanted to have like a like a big music episode one day. Um, spoilers, I guess, for anyone listening, but... Uh, right, right. Um, how do you feel... This is regards to like doing the same thing and then shifting to different things. Uh, when it comes to music, right... I there, there's a couple bands I followed specifically uh, in the metal genre where they would make their first album and that metal album goes hard. I'm talking about like it's it's like dirty riffs, dirty blast beats, dirty everything. Like it's like a headbanger. Then the second album, it's it has uh, uh, you know 
the same things from the first, except new stuff, right? And then the third album, fourth, fifth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where it's like um, yeah. a, a new thing. And then people start complaining about, oh, they weren't like it's used to. Like, I've used that line before, but then they matured. And I'm like, well, you know what? These bands obviously are doing their own thing. They're experimenting. And obviously... Um, I've, I've never liked this whole like oh let me listen to this album and give a review of it listening it to this whole album once and then giving my reviews like you can't you can't just listen to an album once yeah the quote Jay Z you can't do that you can't like review you can't listen to the album once and then review it like that's not enough time it's it um, takes time and then like out of nowhere you could just be listening to this this album you could just be driving home from something it, like maybe you were just out and about getting food and then you're just listening to this album where uh, one song comes up where you're like uh, you don't really care too much about the song but then you start listening to it and then it hits you different like oh this song yeah is exactly you can't pretty- just give the first listen it's like yep that's it you know what i'm saying because there's a lot of songs like that i fucking hate a cherry bomb that the song i didn't hear the entire album right but i heard it and i was like when people told me that like cherry bomb is like the make it or break it for a tyler fan I, I remember hearing about album like reviews of it, mainly Anthony Fantano, where he just riffed the shit out of this album, where it was like, you know, this was like Tyler's like most experimental, and it wasn't really that good. He kind of did that like meme shit where you know where like you clip the shit out of the track, and it's just like that. Um, that was literally the whole song, and I was like, wow. I remember like sitting in my car and just like looking around, like, what the fuck am I listening to? And I, I remember looking up reviews of it, and people were like, oh man, this album was so underrated. It was just in that, but I could see where people might say like it wasn't good. But going back to your story about this idea, like oh, the first album of an artist is usually like their best or something like that. If it's one thing I've learned about when you listen to people who review like bands or something, mainly bands or something like that, um, usually the artists work so fucking hard on their first album, they do everything they can to hit those, uh, hit all the marks, and to get, get, known. get it as yeah. Exactly. But then they they pull their back out and then they, they have to like slog for three to four albums later until they finally get back into the rhythm. Um, I get where you're coming from. It's like a good example would be like Weezer, for example. I love their first two albums and I like well, all their albums tracks. are perfect. Shut, shut up. Other albums Look, are I'm only saying, but I think some are better than others. That's oh, yeah, my 100%, point. 100%. So I'm saying is that like I get where you're coming from, where it's like I don't think it's just also a creative change. It also just means that they're not doing good. Like you could just be, or or here's another example. Like let's say there's a band that their first album was fucking garbage. A good example was Judas Priest. Yes, Judas Priest's first mm-hmm. album was yeah. fucking garbage. Let's just be honest. A rock and was not good. I don't care how much you write that in your dad uh, rock album blog. I don't give a fuck about it. It's a garbage album, but we listened to it and we thought, man. Man, this I'm gonna I'm gonna say here, Mark. I don't think this is a Judas Priest album because it wasn't. It wasn't made for Judas Priest. It was made for a completely different guy, and then got co-opted into the lead singer for Judas Priest. And it's like, yeah, this this doesn't quite feel good. And then it didn't get good until like Wings of uh, Wings of Destiny to come out. And like, oh yeah, now that's Judas Priest. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I. I see where you're coming from where like this idea like where do you get that risk about like oh how do I branch out and how do I do like all these different genres I think it boils down to if you're good at the other albums because I argued that you know I remember I was talking about this with your brother at one point where I say how do you like a band more to be constantly experimenting or constantly be consistently good and I argued that like there's a way that you could do both you just have to figure out which you're good at and which can you like get away with you know what I'm saying and that's fine I'm not saying you can't fuck up on an album you can't say that, oh the song was kind of garbage it wasn't good let's just move on with our merry way but at the same time though you have to realize like hey man like if your entire album is nothing but that experimental garbage and it's not good i'm just gonna call it as was it is it was an experimentally bad album you know even some bad albums could have something good to come out of it you know what i'm saying there's this one band that um they were good when they first came out they were good with all their other albums and then their album that came out in 2019 
was great. It's uh, American football. And that band, all their songs are freaking bangers. Like, that one bad song. And the thing is, the one thing that at least you can appreciate, well, at least with that band, is to any random Mo Schmo who has never heard of American football song, and I was to play one random song from each album, you would think it's from all on the same album. The thing is... Uh, there's a difference in the singer's voice because obviously he gets older. Um, but it's very, 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 very simple uh, music. It's very, uh, very slow, very nice. But the, the entire genre of what they do is so well done. And like, it's it's one of those things where like a band stuck to the roots type of thing, and they didn't really mess up. Which I guess it's it's kind of a an oddity of sorts because uh, statistically people would just change out their um. Uh, their tune, their their genre, their their the the kind of music they're kind of producing. It, it's normal, but American football it's like one of those staples that I don't think will never ever go away because they just do well. Uh, the singer's doing his own thing now. He's um, funny enough, he uses his his first name as his as a stage name, uh, which is Owen. Uh, and I'm not sure if you ever heard of American football, but it's it's one of those things where like it's um, it's one of those bands, it's one of those groups that I can realize that. I don't mind if a band does its own, like, uh, like they stay to the roots and they don't change. But I can see why people would get pissed. Like, not pissed, but, like, I guess uh, bored on the whole, uh, eh, you know, I would like to see the new experiment. I mean, that's why I, I like Tyler so much. Like, his, his stuff, obviously, you'd expect him to be, like, the same uh, from his first album. Like, no, the, the man's changed up his tune. The man's changed up, like, what he sings to, what it's he raps to. It's a natural evolution that's gotten better, you know? Of course. And I think that's, like... The argument that I say where it's like, where I look at like, I remember I was talking about this with a friend of mine. He's like, man, I don't like the new Tyler album. He's singing too much. It's not Bruh. all about that rapping. And I'm just like, dude, we listened to Wolf and Wolf was like the bridge between that. Cherry Bomb went off the deep end a little bit because he really wanted to experiment. But then he took from both Wolf and Cherry Bomb say, okay, how do I make a good album that experiments my sound and still sounds consistent? And that's like, it's a necessary album. Right. That's why like I argued that like, if a bad album came out, and the album afterwards was better. I argue that the bad album had to come out first as a necessary evil to realize, okay, what worked and what didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, like, we, we can even bring up a fact that, like, well, what if an artist, a band wants, a uh, band member wants to leave the band and do one thing? Look at the fucking Ramones or, like, uh, which was the one who went to do uh, Funky? Um, I don't know. Funky. Oh, it's D.D. Ramone, I believe. D.D. Ramone. Funky, funky man. There we go. God, this, this song is fucking garbage. He left. He left the pop punk band, or at least that's what people call it back then. But he did like a rap album called Funky, and it was just we. And it, it like he, you left the Ramones to do this shit, and it was bad. And like you even admitted like, oh, I can't do it because I, I don't get rap music. I don't know what this is. What? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, he just said, oh, I'm going to leave this punk band, and I'm going to do rap. And then he just came out of me and realized, yeah, this, this was, like, a really bad idea. I didn't even know what rap really was. I just thought it was fun funky, so I started doing it. And that's just like, hey, man, uh, I'm not down with that. I like you, Didi, but I'm not a big fan of that. God, this music video is cringe. The one thing I will say overall is, like, the <laughs> one thing I don't like about video games and music industry as a whole is obviously there's going to be some talents that are, are going to be passed up not because they're bad it's because um 
the light, uh, the public light isn't on it. So, like, there's plenty, plenty of small bands, small, small band indie games, etc., 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 that are like that are great, and rarely will they get a um. Uh, uh, recognition from the public. I mean, props to the dude who made Five Nights at Freddy. The dude can retire happily uh, as a... Which he did. Yeah, he did. But, yeah. As a indie video game creator. And, I mean, or developer. And that is... I mean, that's the dream. That's quite literally the dream. And to the point right. where even Toby... Toby Fox, I think. That's, that's his name for the dude from Undertale. Um, yeah. He... Undertale was so successful that his new game event ventures... Are all going to be free because yeah he just he just doesn't want to charge people money especially he's like eh, you guys have a hard time I'm I'm pretty comfortable I mean Here you go just- even Undertale was cheap for the game like for for like how how replayable the game is and all that stuff like that like that game is awesome that's the thing about like even like bands like I, I'm glad that certain algorithms exist today that was like hey you you like this kind of genre of music and here's this kind of music on. Uh, on Spotify that uh, we recommend or on, I use YouTube music because uh, there's a lot more music choices on there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, Hey, here's this random band that you haven't heard about. I was like, they play something similar to like all these things you've liked and put on the playlist. I'm like, Oh dang, I've heard of these guys before. These guys slap. And then, yeah. And stuff well, like the that. algorithm gets hits just right. Same thing with, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the sound one? The uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That SoundCloud, one. yeah. Same thing with that one. And it, it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm glad it exists. But honestly, most people aren't constantly looking at new games or new um, bands the way, like, you'd expect them to. Because, like, the the gaming industry and the, uh, and, and, the, uh, and the band or the music industry is so saturated. You're just, like, there's just so much to pick. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, especially with the day and age of the internet, there's there's always going to be like an excess amount. You know, I was, you know, while you were bringing that up, I was literally curious to see a DD, uh, DD King, which is DD Ramon, when he started that rap career and he had like only one album and one single. This man doesn't even have a thousand monthly listeners. There's no play count for Funky Man. I think the same thing yeah, could really- be said for like Thundercat because he was doing his own thing for a while and then like the public light was just shown onto him and then. He, I mean, he's in the gorillas now, so you know yeah, he's yeah, pretty yeah. successful. There, well, right? no, but I'm saying like before. This is, this is the type of thing that I'm talking about. Like before, like he didn't, like he wasn't really recognized until like someone started listening to his music, and then that, that kept going and going and going on. It kept getting passed around, and then here you go, Thundercat is down the gorillas. That's the, that's the thing I'm talking about. It's like the same I thing. Mean, he's been on. Wait, look, literally, I'm looking at all the albums he's been on. He's been on Kendrick Lamar, Bruno Mars, Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, let me see here. He was in the Minion soundtrack. Well, the man didn't start making music and was immediately successful. That's the damn trend. No, of course yeah. not. But that's the point, though, is that people found, discover him and they're like, "Hey, I want this guy part of my my team." Or like, hell, when I when I was listening to to when I went to the Tyler concert, a lot of Tyler's features were there as openers, and I thought that was so cool. It was like, nice. oh, I never heard these guys. And you know, granted, it was you know, it wasn't the full audience was there, but I thought it was kind of cool. It was like, oh, cool. I I known these people. I mean, shit, I didn't know who Kali Uchi was. I heard maybe like one of her songs in a soundbite mm-hmm. through TikTok or something, and I met her, and like the audience went fucking crazy, and I thought like, wow, she's not even the main event, and like she fucking w- went crazy on stage, you know. But uh. Yeah, that's that's uh. Well, we could definitely talk about more about music uh another time. Uh, Marcos, there's actually this uh, topic that you and me were kind of uh, we talked a little bit before the pod and we we're kind of hesitant on talking about. It, but I think it, it means a lot that we should uh probably talk about it. Sure. You agree or should sure. We... 
Okay, yeah, so uh, I guess we could talk about this as, like, the closer event for the uh, episode because we're already at 50 minutes right now. Uh, so as you guys have probably heard, there's been this big campaign lately. Uh, not to mention any names, but there's been this campaign lately about the idea of dropping Kiwi Farms. What's and Kiwi Farms, Daniel? Yeah, I was about to say that. Uh, Kiwi Farms, if you probably don't know what that is, you're probably a normie who has a social fun a functioning life <laughs> yeah. that doesn't care about like locales or probably doesn't you know get into the nitty-gritty of yeah the this is one of but, those online things where like the majority of americans don't know what it is because they don't spend their time online so those who will yeah yeah understand. yeah it's no dark net no 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 like shady shit you know what i'm saying but it's a website that i don't think your grandma or your mom or your sister you know that do not that go on the you know the predetermined social media is probably go to, uh, but basically, if you ever watch like a video of someone who's doing a rise and fall or what happened to a locale, if you guys don't know what a locale is, just think about you know Chris Chan or uh, other people that are you know people that are generally speaking only exist on the internet to be made fun of because of their actions or actions of others. Yeah. But basically, uh, Kiwi Farms was this thread website where they talk about things that people have said and done um i don't agree with everything they've done i will admit that some of them have done some pretty heinous shit but i think generally speaking everybody who's ever visited kiwi farms even i visited um once or twice uh if a thread really caught my eye or there's like something to do i remember i was like trying to figure out who dark side phil was and i didn't get the hate like everybody quoted dark side phil and then i googled dark side phil one of the things that came up was a kiwi farms thread where they like break down everything he's done and i remember someone did the same thing for wings of redemption where they made like bullet points explaining everything and then even mediker or mr mediker you guys probably know him as um he took that information and he spoke with uh, the guys at PKA as literally as his questions would be like, did he do this? What happened? Yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, so basically what Kiwi Farms is, it's it's generally speaking a, a website about threads, about locales or people that they're interested in or subject matters or events. And I'm not going to say that everybody on the website is sweet people and are very open minded. They're not. Not all of them are, at no. least. Uh, but then again, you could say the same thing about people on Twitter and any other social media platform. Basically, yeah. Because as much as like these companies want to act like that, everybody is super friendly and super likable. Listen, I could go on any thread on any website and there's always going to be someone arguing for the idea that they should legalize child porn so i don't know any platform that's going to be able to completely wipe that shit off but you can't tell me that every platform is safe i would say that a site like kiwi farms is a little bit more uh open about it, it was like yeah if you say that stupid shit we're just going to point and laugh and you'll be like hey check out this fucking idiot um so yeah kiwi farms was basically being targeted by this big campaign about people who believe that kiwi farms is the threat or a cause or this idea that they're like ruining people's lives or doing all this fucked up shit it's the evil 4chaners like they you know like the news say on all the time whenever some stupid shit happens on the internet um you know things like that and eventually uh the person who was pushing for this sort of market you know she was she was doing her thing she was she was pushing all this thing she was gaining from a lot of attention some financial gain and things like that uh and kiwi farms was sticking up or like no we're not going to do that they targeted the website provider which was cloudflare initially they said that we're not going to shut them down we believe that freedom of speech is a good thing mm -hmm. you know they brought up an interesting quote when they gave a statement about it where they said that like um, imagine if the fire department was told to not stop burning down a, a house because they thought that the person who lived in the house didn't have the proper moral character to be worth saving their house for. Like they were told, like, oh no no, don't burn, don't save that guy's house. That guy's an asshole. He's a, he's a piece of shit. You know, he yeah, doesn't it's one of those arguments on the online. Like 
should you platform something that's morally or ethically uh, apprehensible? It's one of those things where, like, obviously, when it comes to, like, um, politically speaking on the digital sphere, like, um, it seems to be, like, people on the right tend to be banned for certain topic points or whatever. People on the left tend to support that. And it's like, oh, is that free speech or whatever? It's one of those things where, like, people having this argument about free speech, whatnot online. And, yeah, the, the argument I heard about is the whole fire department um, not going to your house because it's being burnt down because uh, you said some really heinous shit. Like you said, you said Rocky two. I mean, Rocky one is better than Rocky two type of stuff. Like that's that's a pretty heinous crap. You know what I'm saying? So like you know, obviously your house should be burnt down. No one should help you out. Type of stuff. Like that's kind of cringe. So you know, like that's that's kind of like the slippery slope on that. And my argument with that matter is that it shouldn't matter whether or not the website allows that communication. I think the website should communicate it with their audience, with their with their, with their users, and they say, "Hey, you're allowed to talk about X Y Z thing. If you don't like it, look, we're being upfront with you about it. I don't like this kind of like shaky cam thing where it's like we're going back to like Twitch, for example, where Twitch, whenever they get hot water about like, "Hey, we don't like this thing you're doing. We think that these people shouldn't be streaming this kind of content," rather than like you know buckling down on it they made a new rule that uh, condones that kind of thing and recently twitch got into a little bit of issue because i don't know oh, if you heard yeah. about this story yeah. but basically a yep. girl was you know she allegedly she got a hot dog in her Al- allegedly no no she she re- she streamed it and no, she was i, I, I know it. but the thing is like people are just saying because <laughs> people are, are are saying that allegedly she was just getting dry humped and i'm like i mean the reflection pretty sh- it shows some things like well you know but it's a sexual act committed on on twitch essentially yeah, and, this- and people are making the joke that like oh someone streams um getting fucked on twitch uh you know especially if it's a girl um they're they're not gonna get much of a ban. She gets like a weak ban. Well, Meanwhile, that's like, the thing. Yeah, the, the the creator that was biggest on this is uh Jideon's his name. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. he's a he's a basically a troll you uh, uh a troll content creator, and he uh he got pissed because well. Uh, someone who literally does porn or uh, a form of porn online only gets a seven day ban where I, I, I get the frustration. And here's the part where I'm being a, a corporate shill comes in. Um, their terms of service says seven day ban for masturbation, for uh, sex, anything on that. Like their actual TOS even outlines and an actual like suspension seven days. I can get why someone would be frustrated um, like Jadeon because he, he got banned for less but like yeah it, it, it's on there for seven days Th- that's the problem though is that like twitch will give you all right we could give you this if you show your cock out and you, you know you, you know you milk that bitch out for seven days but <laughs> if you do something that isn't on the terms of service but they believe that they could finesse their way like oh this is a permanent ban for you you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. and i just look at that as like well that's the problem like we're not mad at i look I, i'm gonna say this right now call me a simpy one i don't give a shit about this argument like oh 2d streamers women should do this or that fuck it girl do whatever the fuck you want get that bread get that paper we could talk about like is that manipulation or things like that I don't give a fuck. You do whatever the hell you want to do. What I complain is that if Twitch wants to enforce rules, then we should be pointing back at them and be like, okay, if we're going to play, you know, mall cop here, then we should be quoting you guys and say, if you tell us that the rule is this, why am I getting punished for that? You know? Yeah, it's one of those things where obviously in Twitch, we know that people are a lot more lenient to um, female creators. It's, it's, it, there's no thing about it. Like, is it sexist? I don't think it's sexist. I, I just think it's, it's just more leniency on women, uh, which I actually don't. Like they have their own reasons, but like I, I think the offices at Twitch are are like staffed by those who are like the LA types, the LA um like Silicon Valley Silicon type, Valley. yeah type. Yeah. So like young millennials, yeah, yeah. So stuff like 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 sex content or sex worker content isn't so much like looked down on. Uh, and people 
were bitching and moaning, moaning about like, oh, the word simp is banned. It's like, no, the word simp isn't banned. You using simp as an insult is banned, which is a bit ironic, but like, it's not something I'm mad about. It's just one of those things where like, obviously you got to choose your battles. And would that be also following the line of like, if someone says a slur, but they're directing it towards someone, would that be considerable? Like, hey, you can't, you know, we don't allow that kind of Right. So like, obviously, uh, one thing they do point out is like, if, if you're not a black content creator and you use the, uh, if you say the N word with a soft A, like that's something that's looked down upon, but anyone who is like, uh, not white can use it and then they're, they're, they're fine with it. Uh, but I think just recently they, 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 they got, uh, they were giving hammers to people who said, uh, what was the word? Uh, crack cracker or something like that. And yeah, I remember. And yeah, that was that, that like, I, 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 I guess, I guess that's a thing. I really don't care. And they were considering it a slur, but like, uh, I think Hassan got hit with a uh, suspension for using it. I'm like, I mean, if Hassan got it, I mean, like, sure, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. He, uh, the man's a millionaire. He he doesn't give a hoot about a uh, a two day or whatever day suspension that he got. Uh, all, all I'm saying is that Twitch obviously doesn't even know what they're what they want, what they even what they what they're even doing. All I know is, is that they're just it's it's all over the place. It's one of the reasons why, like, if I ever were to start streaming, it's just doing it on Twitch alone is it's something scary for me just because like out of nowhere like I can accidentally like something accident pops up and then boom I get the hammer and that's to say like it happens right. all the time I'm just saying it's, it's one of those things I'm just like yeah the favoritism is kind of blatant and I'm just like whatever about it I, I mean, I'm. I think we could save that for another discussion. I want to. I want to trail back to the Kiwi Farms discussion later. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, basically speaking, my my take on the matter is that, like, well, yes, I agree that Kiwi Farms isn't a good site. I think no. everybody who's been on the platform or ever visited the website can agree that, like, yeah, this is some fucked up shit. But technically speaking, all they're doing is just talking about it, it's a thread, it's a forum, it's a forum where they discuss stupid events, stupid shit that people done. I mean, like shit. I'm just gonna spoil it uh, right here and quote Medica again, where he says that like if Kiwi Farms goes down, anybody's gonna do like any documentary on any YouTuber or any fucking lolcow on the internet is gonna be twice as hard now because let's just be honest though, everybody just uses Kiwi Farms threads. It's like when people say like, oh, did you know gaming video? Not did you know gaming the guys, but like anybody who's ever done like you know beta content on a video. Nine times out of ten, they're going to the cutting room floor, opening up a Word document, and then they just like copy and paste everything in the in the thread or in the in the in the page because that's easy content. It's right there. The information is like readily available. Right. And I mean, if you're a guy who watches any form of like locale content as not only just as a documenter or a review or some guy who's you know keeping track of this sort of thing. Most of the time, they're using Kiwi Farms, and I'm not saying that the users of Kiwi Farms are completely, you know, washed away from their hands. I could tell you that they've done some weird digging and things like that, but I'm also in the argument that says if someone digs up, like, a really stupid tweet you said or a stupid group you're a part of or something like that, and you're no longer associated with it, and they use that against you, hey, man, just disown it. Just say, like, hey, that was me, but I don't associate with that. I don't agree with that statement, but to act like, oh, no, we got to shut the platform down. This is wrong. This, this, and that, but you put it out there. I know I might seem like an asshole for saying this but i'm the kind of person that if you make a tweet that is really bad or or if let's say um you said some really insensitive thing or maybe you said something fucked up and if you delete it because you don't agree with it okay that's fine but if someone uses it against you you can't act like oh they're making up the tweet you did yeah. it. you posted the tweet it's a screenshot just take the l learn from it and go on from it so one thing that kiwi farms has obviously used like the arguments for like getting rid of is because it's it's um it's used for doxing people. The thing is, funny enough, in America, doxing isn't illegal. So I could say Daniel lives at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's Even if he does live there, it's not illegal. 
even though it's the White House, right? So, like, all that being said, uh, Kiwi Farms, sh- sure, it's a cesspool of cringe people. Uh, but the thing is, is that <laughs> the, the loudest voices that are against it uh, are the same voices who have used it. And that's one of the things... Ironically. Yeah, ironically. So, one of the things that, at least with Kiwi Farms that I know of, is, like, there's certain content creators who have been affected by it, and the same content, that, that same content creator has been... Um, using the platform in order to push their uh, their bullying tactics, their agenda, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, Daniel, you and I were talking about it, and the way you said about how Kiwi Farms puts everything in a nice little neat thread, I I guess that makes sense for an argument to like figure out like uh, like if this guy's truly is apprehensible and just truly like isn't like like, like the truly truly cringe. Which you, you did bring up this this content creator if you want to talk about him a little bit, uh, but like it, that's up to you. But I I would understand why someone would not want to and like that's a digital uh, what do you call it a, a digital uh, document that says hey this guy this is the reason why he's been banned off the internet uh when no one wants to do anything with him because look at all this apprehensible stuff he did so stuff like that like i get it like it's one it's like the what was it the the yin yang symbol or like here's the, the good balance, yeah here's the bad here's the bad and the good here's the good and the bad right like 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 sure there's a whole bad thing but here's like this little little dot of good inside the bad which i guess is what kiwi farms kind of is i mean like i could document some like fucked up horror stories i've read i'm pretty sure we could talk about this thing you know thankfully we're doing this at the tail end of the video so you know susan won't you know bring down the hammer on us but True. we'll try to censor this as possible there was a there was a story i was watching this is like three hours long on youtube where i doubt this person would like literally most of the footage that, or the screenshots this person was using was literally from kiwi farms threads like that's how they document it and keep track of everything um there was a person named nick Bates, who went on in the internet, he had like he was publicly telling people that like, oh yeah, I don't bathe, I shit myself, I shit on the walls, I spread everything, I stalk a girl, she doesn't call me, I I publicly show everyone I have a fetishization for children, yada yada yada. He argues for pedophilia should be legal, and you know he said this time and time and time and time again, and no one did anything about, it. no one reported it, no one did anything, and no one gave any attention to this guy. Eventually, someone in the farms finds out, like, hey, this this crazy dude is saying some pretty fucked up shit. Let's look up and see what else he's been saying. Oh, okay, cool. So we know he lives here, we know he does that, and I don't agree with doxing or harassment. I'm not saying I condone that kind of thing, but they found out about it right. and they made a case. Was like, hey, we need to report this guy. And someone in the farm found out that this guy was going to trial, and they met him. They saw him in the courtroom, and they described the testimony and how they found him guilty but that's just crazy to me to think about that this guy was on the internet for years telling people all the fucked up fetishes he wanted to do how he you know essayed a, a minor to do it and it was Kiwi Farms that kept track of it and kept tabs on the situation. It was only afterwards that then the news started coming out and then the guy got put into jail. And it's like, well, what else do we have to do? Are we just supposed to assume that everybody on the Internet who doesn't, you know, act out like that? Are we just supposed to look the other way until wait until something happens? Right. And th- I guess this is my hot take on it, because I guess I just the type of person I am and not to say that I'm open minded or closed minded. It's just like, uh, Daniel, if you and I had a friend who was like nick bates but only kept everything to himself i mean he told us like everything that he like nick bates did but forget about him actually doing anything against anyone else like i would find his views cringy but i wouldn't like like tell him that like like i would stop hanging out with him like as long as you can be in your own realm 
and not affect anyone and do anything illegal, you can do your own damn thing. Like fuck. Like you- I don't know, man, dude. I think I think one of my bare minimums of being a friend of mine is like don't be a pedophile. That's like you know, right? No, of course. Thing, right? Oh, 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 of course. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. I've, I've, it's just the the thing that I've met. Like I don't know if you told me the guy with Danny in my free time, I like to shit up the walls and everything. I'd be like, okay, well, right, okay. See, look, if you shit up the walls in your own home, that I don't care. I won't. I just won't visit your but home. You're gonna smell bad too. This the, fucking asshole the, didn't bathe. Let's. Yeah, I get that. But if you're telling me you go to the you go to the random Burger King, not buy anything from Burger King, and you're one of those dickheads that just go to the Burger King and just smears their crap all over the wall, making an employee clean on that, I was like, all right, that's that's like, that's very apprehensible. Like we're not friends if you keep doing this, and I'm aware of it. Like that's that's something else. But yeah, like it's it's one of those things where like, it, it, it's the same thing with like with homeless people. My experience with homeless people is like most of them have mental illnesses. So, so this thing with this whole Nick Bates thing is like I I can only assume I I would like to assume he doesn't have anything bad with him mental wise. But like I'm pretty sure with all you just said he um he might have a couple loose uh loose screws and that's the sad part. And I've mentioned this before in, in the previous episode. It's just like society, socially speaking, uh, society will see someone who like obviously has mental health issues. And, uh, if it's your friend, you treat them differently. But if it's a stranger, you just be like, uh, ill, like stop doing that. Stop being such a weirdo type of thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. But like, I, mean, I get where you're coming but from. But Nick Bates, obviously it's sort of a, he, he obviously yeah. did something to someone else that was apprehensible. So then, yeah, no, screw that guy. So, yeah, exactly. So it's I get where you're coming from. It's that sort of thing where it's like, how much can you like, you know, I get it. Mental illness is a bitch. You, you don't think straight and you don't like have every all your, you know, all your cards in your hand and you're probably like running on the low deck. And I get it. You know, you're probably going to do some stupid shit. I totally get that. Right. But once you get to a point where like someone gets hurt or physically harming themselves, you know, that's where like it gets kind of fucked up. And someone's making the argument where it's like, oh, if someone who was assaulted before, they might be likely to not bathe because that's like a defense mechanism with them. You know, I've heard some horror stories about that with women where they'll just be like, oh, I, I don't bathe because the guy who assaulted me would smell me and he wouldn't want to do it to me. So that was like my natural instinct. Um, I've met people who, but, to, who, who are convinced that they're gay because they were, you know. When they were younger. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. It's really fucking sad. But my thing is, though, is that, like, the fact that you were so open about it and the fact that you were saying some outlandish crazy shit and the fact you're willing to do this crazy shit, that should have been like, all right, dude, well, I'm sorry to tell you this. You're a threat to society. At some point, w- before even shitting up the walls and coming up on the floor and everything like that and not bathing things like that, when the moment you say, I'm going to do something that's going to hurt a minor, hey, man. Uh, you got to go to a box. I'm sorry. You have to like, I, I'm sorry. And then when you try to tell me the negotiate off. this or you try to, if you try to do the map thing or you try to say like, oh, I'm just being persecuted because I'm of my beliefs and stuff like, no, dude, you're not being persecuted. You need to be fucking child <laughs> and shot in the wall. You're not worth the saving. Jeez. Yeah. I, yeah. That, 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 like, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's not even like, oh, it's not. It's just only one freak out, Danny. Like, no, dude. Like, you see people on Twitter argue about this, and it's openly there too. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you're a fucking idiot, and you probably should go to get locked up and put up against the wall because you're a fucking asshole. Um, so yeah, going back to Kiwi Farms and things like that, and you could say the same thing about like websites like Encyclopedia Dramatica. It's the most like overly over the top like you know thread forum website. But it's an interesting piece of, like, history where it's, like, I've read some fucked up shit. We could, like, maybe that should be, like, a bonus episode or something <laughs> about, like, reading the most fucked up, like, stories I've heard. I could tell you about Mr. Hands. We all know about Christian, probably the most documented person on the internet. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, and, maybe. 
I mean, like, it doesn't help to either that Chris was providing. And that's where, like, goes back to my point, or is that, like, if Kiwi Farms was, like, harassing innocent people because of shitty takes or things like that, that's where I draw the line. But if someone who's actively doing stupid shit and they're putting it out there and everyone's, like, pointing and laughing, like, hey, look, this person's actually fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I can't say that, like, oh, you're a bad person for laughing at him. Like, no, he's he's a fucking creep. He's disgusting. That's He's a fucked up individual. I can't look at any redeeming quality he's about. Does that mean he deserves to get harassed? Probably not. But when he assaults someone, hey, man, someone should knock on his door and be like, hey, we need to, like, figure out what the fuck you're doing. Because you're saying some pretty crazy shit out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, trying your best to, to, to what do you call it? Um, I wouldn't say, like, you're trying to platform this person because you're being... Uh, patient with them because like obviously i'm not gonna support anyone who's physically and still are and still you know doing something with uh uh something unconsensual or anything like with someone else like i'm talking about like i'm talking about like i i, I see your view here's why it's cringe based off your own worldview and this is why we're gonna work on hopefully making you a better person making you just see where the hell you messed up because like it, it's one of those things where like if if I wasn't given a second chance because of a cringe tick I had, like I probably sure I would have been much more cringier than I am today. Not saying that you should be patient and giving everyone fifty thousand chances, uh, because you know everyone will find a way to, to mess up and take advantage of your um your kindness. Your kindness. Yeah, no, no, nothing like that. It's just like one of those things where like <laughs> I've the, the the life that I've lived and the paths that I've walked. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, if only someone was there to like just look at you and be like, um shaming is a very 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 good useful tool in a tactful way uh i hate when people say oh i'm brutally honest uh when they use that term brutally honest in my mind all i hear is oh i'm just a jackass who just says things out you can't get mad at me if i say some really mean shit to you because i'm just giving you the truth right and it's one of those things where like people say i'm just like i guess you're just a jackass like no i'm just telling my honest opinion it's like well honesty is better if you have tact, because I could just say like, hey, um, like, let's just say this, this, any random guy I know who just smells would be like, hey, um, did you forget to put on deodorant or something? It's like, like, I'm not going to say like, yo, you fucking like you, you smell like actual crap. That was wrong with you. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to be tactful. I'm going to be like, yo, did you put on some deodorant and like whatever? Like, this, 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 did you put on a shirt again? It's like, because I, I can kind of smell you type of things. Like, it's not a zero hundred type of thing. So like. To me, it's it, where I do it. It's just to be like I, I I try to play like polite, and I'll be like a good example is like I was picking someone up, and they smelled a little funky, and I looked at them like, oh dude, was like your mom cooking by chance? You smell a little funky? And like, oh no, I just woke up, and I'm like, oh did you, did you shower or anything? Because you, you kind of you smell a little funky, dude. And he's like, oh no no, let's go. And I'm like, no, I don't. I, I'm gonna have to be in the car with you for like over an hour, dude. And an hour drive, ease. Yeah, it's like, hey man, I'm not. I'm not going to take you to do that. Do me a favor. Go to the bathroom. Get on some cologne. Put some deodorant. Uh, if you want to go take a shower, go for it, dude. Because, like, I'm going to be stuck with you for a while. And right, I don't want right, you right. to, like, stink up the place. You know what that I'm saying? Sense. And I'm just, like, I'm going to be polite about it. But I'm also going to, like, put the foot down and be like, hey, I'm not going to drive with the windows down the entire time. You're going to have to you're gonna have to work with me here, chief. I'm not going to lie. But um, <laughs> a couple of times I've made a trip, uh, about a five-hour trip just to visit a... um. A fast food place and just because a bunch of my friends wanted to go i'm like yeah, screw it let's just go and we just went so um on our way back we would get we would buy extras obviously because we would uh want to have extras on our way back and one person would open up 
their burger or whatever and on the way back and it's such a strong odor of onions would permeate throughout the cold car and it's just like ugh. like it's, it's strong i'm not saying like it's bad i'm just saying it was strong but like it smells yeah right it's, it's a strong smell. and then when we picked up someone else they're like dude what is that smell it's a strong thing he's like yeah some delicious food bro <laughs> get with the times so like we were driving like that for five hours we, you get used to the smell obviously but like it's one of those things where I can't imagine you going through. Damn, he was eating for five hours or was just no, the, the smell No, the smell was, was strong. So, like, oh, okay. we were driving for five hours, but, like, we stopped smelling you at the, like, 10-minute mark. Your nose just gets used to it, you know? Yeah, for me, I, I have, like, a special spray for that in my car that's just for that purpose. It's one of those, like, it's not, like, one of those, like, normal, like, car fresheners. It's one of those that's, like, supposed to get the smell out. Um, but like, I get where you're coming from. It's just like, and, and that's where I am with like, with honesty. And my sister's pretty good at that too. She's just brutally honest and she's not going to like sugarcoat shit or anything like that. But you know, it, going back to that, that whole situation is that like, Hey man, I'm sorry to tell you this, but if you're shitting up the walls and you're being a parasite <laughs> and you're not doing anything, I'm going to yeah. tell you up front and be like, yo, you need to get something done. And, and the argument that I hear all the time is like, Oh, but they, they harass Chris and, and, or Christine and you know, he's done and they, they, they really um went on with him. And I'm like, well, yeah, but he was doing stupid shit. And people were telling me that he was doing stupid shit. It wasn't like they... Some of them goaded him on, absolutely. But so a lot of people are also like, hey, I want to help you out, dude. But you got to help yourself out at some point. And that's like the, the... In my opinion, the moment when you finally become a locale is when you are told, hey... Everybody's laughing at you. Let's just say Marcos is a local. Let's say everybody just hates him. They're all making fun of him. That's his entire existence on the internet. Please. And I come up to you and as like a friend, and I say, "Hey, man, I know the reason why they hate you, and I could help you to stop it from happening and improve your social image." And you tell me, "I don't want to do that. I want to keep doing what I'm doing for the rest of my life." I'm gonna tell you, it's like, okay, then you are accepting the fact that you are a local. Mm -hmm. You know, because I can't look at people who are locals and not look themselves up on the internet and be like, "Man, why do so many people hate me?" And then people be like, "Well, because they gave you this advice and you told them to, and you wiped their ass with it." So. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people are not willing to, you know, that's that's why people don't fight, you know, um, go up for bat for wings or DSP or any of these people. He may be shitting the walls, but at least he wipes his ass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with my advice. It doesn't mean anything. There's no paper in it, but he's just wiping with his hands. Right. Um, but, like, that's the point is that, like, if people are telling you, like, hey, I legitimately want you to do better and I don't want people to make fun of you and I'm giving you this advice and you just tell me to go fuck myself or you're just telling me that, like, I don't want to do that, I'm just going to look that then there's no purpose and you have to accept that people are just going to keep making fun of you for it. You're going to have your audience for sure, but right. you're going to also realize that people are going – you're just existing on the internet for just for that one purpose, to be pointed and laughed at and because you don't want to do any improvement. And I was, I've been watching like a lot of documentaries about that kind of shit where like people were on the top. They were doing something good, and then later they just either give up or they start doing some really stupid shit. And then people just didn't do it. And then the natural instincts like, oh, but like, um, it, I thought you guys really liked me. You, you would take accept me for whatever I did. And like, yeah, up to a point. But if you start like doing some really stupid shit or nothing entertaining for that matter, people are just going to go away. And you can't guilt them either. No. I hate that mentality. Yeah. It's like, oh, you gave me money beforehand. Well, yeah, because you were enjoyable and an intent entertaining streamer. Now you're just annoying and depressing and like not doing anything and now you're just like looking at me he's not as a supporter but like your mommy to give you your your monthly uh allowance and i can't do that i can't do that it's uh it's an interesting story with this whole kiwi farms things and it's one of those things where like i just i i really don't care to lack of better words i just i just understand that uh there's there's going to be a point where if you're going to be a public figure it just comes with the territory it comes with unfortunately the, it, oh yeah and it's one of those things where like it's it is what it is and you know 
if it's something that you're interested in becoming, at least do some research. Because <laughs> I know of plenty of people who, um, female, who would, um, wish they'd never gone public because, like, how easy it is that people get so obsessed with them. Uh, and it, it gets cringy and it's just like, they just don't leave them alone and stuff. And then the common excuse is like, oh, why don't you get a boyfriend? And then they can protect it. It's like, yeah. That's uh, that's exactly what they need, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like there's like a bunch of stalkers and everything that'll be up for that position, right? And it's just one of those things where I just like, uh, where um, just being a public figure, it, it's it's like I'm I'm sure the harassment for like some so like actual big time celebrities is even worse, um, but. It, it is what it is. I oh, just... I, I can literally quote like one of my favorite stories I ever heard from Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard about like her co-host at the, of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her book about her dude, glad she, her mom. Is dude, dead, she's yeah. she's like, like I'm burning every fucking bridge down. I have nothing but respect for this woman. But Miranda Cosgrove was like talking about like the story about like a stalker who would, like camp out in front of her house, yeah. and then one day he snuck into her backyard, realized that she wasn't there, and he just lit himself on fire. And you had yep. to like call the cops and you're like, hey. Some guy burned himself. He was stalking me. He was harassing me. You guys didn't do anything about it. And um, now he's dead in, in my backyard. He burned himself. And I'm just, like, looking at this. I'm like, God damn, that is fucking terrifying, dude. And I see I see that a lot with, like, with people who break down on Twitch or something like that. They're just tired of it. They're like, I'm tired of, like, looking up my name and I see myself in an article or, in, or live stream fails and things like that. And with that point and, and the, the thing about, like, oh, going public or getting famous or things like that, you know. I argue with this idea about, like, cancel culture and things like that, where it's, like, if someone says some naughty word or they say something really ignorant or something like that, I like to put it into perspective where it's, like, okay, when they said it, how old they said it, how they said it, and do they still believe in that kind of mentality, you know? I, I think that, like, if someone says, oh, you said a naughty joke or you said a naughty word and things like that, and they, like, you know, my if my apology video would say something along the lines, like, yes, I said it, I regret it, I don't... You know, I don't condone it. I'm not that person anymore. I'm far better than that, and that is not me anymore. Move on my merry way. Be tasteful. Oh, come on. You it. know, the, the, the mob won't like that response. But that's the point, though. You can't, but that's that's the fine line you have to do. You have to be firm on it, but you also can't be, like, super, you know, whining, too, because how many people on the internet make an apology video every other week, and it just gets tiresome, and it's the same fucking song and dance. Yeah. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do this and that. And, like, dude, no one gives a shit. You're letting these people ruin your life. I mean, I remember, like, this whole thing about, like, this TikTok person found out that, like, she said some really naughty shit on Instagram and she said oh i'm sorry i didn't remember to do it she freaked the fuck out and then all these people were like oh but you said this thing though and that makes it heinous and irreplaceable and things like that but like it's tiktok when you get canceled on tiktok unless you're in prison most kids don't even remember what the fuck you did and you'll still succeed and like i can't agree with that statement look it just acknowledge you did something stupid move on and then you never do it again and then that's that's like the end of it you don't have to make a sad face you don't got to put on a fucking dog you don't got to cry you don't got to like put fake tears in your shit just own up to it said yeah that's that was me i regret it that was really fucked up and i'm really glad i'm not that person anymore do it with taste do it with respect and just do it like that if people want to get mad at you then let them get mad at you but you like groveling at them is not going to be enough because they know they have power over you and for them, they just want the likes and retweets. Or for them, that's their dub. Or you can be like, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, it was Snoop Dogg who was in Sway in the Morning, uh, and, he, and some lady asked uh, one of the co-hosts asked him, "Oh, do you regret um, saying all those things you said about women now since like the women, like the movement, like like when it comes to like women's power and women's equality and women's rights and stuff, like it's becoming more like like a more of a bigger like issue and all that stuff." And he goes, "Nope." That was me. 
back then. And he goes, fuck them hoes. And I'm like, based. Yeah, but to be fair, though, he even argues that, like, yeah, I said it, but I don't regret saying it. Course, but yeah. at least he's like, but he doesn't say it anymore. He's just like, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't I don't think it's appropriate to say it now, but you know, back then he was like, What is he gonna do? Like, oh, I'm gonna take off all the music. I'm sorry, it's so problematic and I hate that mentality. It's like, oh, we can't have this song because it's too problematic now. I mean, now it's it's they took off a uh, uh XXX Tentacion's songs when it was uh shown that he he physically uh abused his girlfriend and I think she was pregnant at the time as well, and then they brought it back up. I mean, R. Kelly songs are still up, even though, you know. Yeah. He's 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 yeah, doing but time. That dude's literally in prison. Like he, he's he's a jailbird singer now. Um, but um, but yeah, like that's that's just the the point I'm trying to get at is that like the canceled movement is that like if you freak out and you don't do it with taste and you move on, you know, give yourself some time, you'll be fine. But I I don't know. I think it matters the context of the situation. You know, like I don't know. I I don't want to get into too much in cancel culture because I want to kind of end the episode on that. But sure. long story short, listen, the internet is not just. Twitter, it's not just TikTok, it's not just Facebook. There's layers upon layers and layers. Back in my day, we had a forum for everything back then. You had forums on forums on different topics and forums and things like that. I don't I missed that a lot. I used to miss the Final Fantasy Shrine so much. I was such a fun forum I was in. Mm-hmm. I was in, we should do that in an episode. We should talk about like old forums we were a part of. Um, um Yeah, there was a couple forums I was a part of, but like there are a few. I don't know. I think that ever since, like, Reddit became, like, super popular, it became, like, the centerpiece of the forum discussion. But I miss when, like, every forum had, like, its own, like, design and, like, signatures and things like that. Um, that'll be a fun topic. I'll write this down. Like, let's just let's just make an episode talking about, like, different forums we were a part of. But, um, but yeah, Kiwi Farms, it, yes, it's a cesspool of a site. I think everybody unanimously agrees that, like, yes, some people who are there are legitimately weird and crazy. But also they're talking about people generally on the internet who do weird and crazy things as well. And the fact that like you want to act like, oh, um, I don't like this website. It should be gone. Everybody should be turned off from it is is beyond crazy. And I, I think the funniest part of that whole story about this whole drop Kiwi Farms thing was the, fa- was the fucking senator who got swatted. And they made a whole news story. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this up, Marvel. Someone swatted some senator or something. And the person who called them says, by the way, I'm ex-moderator for Kiwi Farms. Yes, Kiwi Farms. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's totally, totally what happened. Right? Oh. So let me make sure I get this straight. Someone swatted someone, called the police, says, I'm part of Kiwi Farms. And then they swat them. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's that, exactly I, what it is. Yeah. I don't. I, maybe it is, but at the same time, who the fuck would say that? Let's. I don't know about you guys, but I. I, I don't think people who generally swap people, you know, pinky promise and they give their actual identity or something completely outrageous. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, illegal sp- to be a moderator, to my knowledge. And now you're telling me the police will swat you just because you were a moderator, unless they have prior intel on you. They're not gonna do anything. But, like, I've listened to actual people when they do these SWAT calls. I was listening to how Ice Poseidon got swatted on that airplane. And I was like, well, how did they say it? And the guy was like, hey, my friend uh, Frank over here, he was saying oh, yeah. some really weird things. He's on this plane and everything. And it was, like, kind of believable. But, like, you mean to tell me some dude called you up, gave you a fake name, said, oh, by the way, I'm a moderator for Kiwi Farms? I'm, I'm just going to say it's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, X, so I don't know. And, and and my favorite part was like when the lady was on the news and she was talking about like, oh, this is what the left wants. They want this sort of thing. And I'm like, ah, co-op it in your campaign. That's a smart move there, lady. 
got to use the opportunity to push your agenda for anything. Uh, any dude, I'm telling you, dude, that's great. That's some genius marketing right there. And then like right after the new story, she got swatted again. Uh, that was that's fucked. I don't condone swatting. I just thought that that was just like really weird. I was like, oh yeah, we gotta shut down Kiwi Farms because one guy swatted us and said he was from Kiwi Farms. Dude, there's this mom that I uh I know and I talk to her every now and then. Uh, and we were just we were just just talking crap and she's going really really hard into the whole um politics stuff and really she's really right leaning she's very like traditional and all that stuff and i'm just like you know uh i like what you're doing i guess but like i still find it cringe it's like what being uh an active member of the community is like yeah i i guess in your own way i just the way you're going about it, i i just can't do it because i find it cringe just 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 moaning about every little small thing i just that, that's not me it's like yeah but they're, they're teaching your kids this and that and i'm like but are they really though like are they actually like being this evil thing that you heard on this podcast this one time or this one thing you saw on most social media is like oh, yeah. it, the world isn't so black and white dude it's like like oh yeah yeah come, like I, I argue with this idea that if you follow any hate thread on 4chan or anything you can eventually paint the skew that the certain race or ethnicity or class of people are all this horrible things about it because that's what you're exposed all the time that's right. how they image train you and that's how you think they're like oh you know like when i went to college everyone's just like oh my god when i go to college it's gonna be a hug fest everyone's gonna say all these things and everyone's gonna do it. no one gave a shit no one do it just because you watch like one protest or something like this oh this is everywhere on the internet this this is how it really it's is the in the same way with our i'm glad you brought it up or when our teacher said oh in in high school they're gonna be a lot more stricter it's not gonna be like this and then when we were in high school it wasn't like that and then when we get to high school it's like oh once you get to college or university it's not gonna be like that it's gonna be a lot more stricter and i was like maybe if you were getting your master's or doctorates but like no everyone's getting a bachelor's everyone's just chilling doing their own thing it's like yeah so yeah and, so, and whenever they say that argument like oh the teacher's gonna be strict dude i raise my hand all the time out of instinct to go use the bathroom and they look at me like an asshole like I'm an idiot. Like, dude, if, you gotta, if you gotta use the bathroom just fucking leave you don't gotta raise your hand like oh i was just trying to be polite like i didn't want to walk out in the middle of your conversation dude dude do that walk out in the middle of my sentence is more politeful than stopping the class to say you have to use the restroom no dude just do it and i just did it because i thought that was the polite thing to do you gotta be you gotta be uh uh what was it? A sigma male. A sigma you gotta, male. You gotta miss your pants if they don't if they don't pay attention to you. Just be like, hey, I gotta use the bathroom. It's like, don't interrupt my class, and you just piss yourself. You just piss right You're there. You're not my teacher. Andrew Tate's my teacher. Oh my god, yes, bless that man. Uh, him being he, he him getting banned, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, he's. I don't know. I I've, I've watched his like video on it. I I can't believe I met people like him. That's that's gonna be an interesting day to talk about but anyways um so yeah all i gotta say is though is that it's a slippery slope and once you shut down one website that talks about things like that you don't think there's going to be another one that's going to come up similar like that it's a slippery slope and like i get it like but i think i also like to believe that like people everybody in the internet also follows those kinds of websites because they're curious some people are just like garbage content or some people just like reading about like crazy shit and and i remember i was thinking about this too on the way to my house today where i was thinking about this idea like do you think it's maybe the internet that makes more crazy people come out and do this kind of crazy shit yeah. and i argued that it's not it's just that it's more possible to see about it because now any psychopath with a phone and a cell and a 3g connection could like post a random shit on their forum and then they, they could go from there i mean this nick bates fellow didn't have the internet to him most of the time throughout the week he had to go to a separate family's house to go use the computer and yet this dude was still posting nothing but hating his shit and i'll be like well it's not like that they're swatting him or they're like leaking his shit he's providing that kind of content
Yeah, that's true. Well, not content, but that kind of posting, you know? And and that's what I argue is that, like, there's always been crazy people in the world. It's just now the internet is such an open platform that anyone could come up there and be like, hey, I smear shit on the wall. <laughs> Ain't I crazy? Yeah, and I'll end with this. It's one of those things where the internet... Um, it's one of the things I have against banning certain people because uh, when when you uh, when you're questioning like if this is something that you do is normal, like hey, I like to eat the uh, the 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 actual thing that holds the actual banana in place, right? Like like the crust for like a better word, right? Like the actual peel itself, and people mm-hmm. will find it weird. It's like hey, you shouldn't really eat that. There's not that much like. too much nutrients for it if you just eat it raw you can cook it you can boil it and mix it with some other things but like it's not something you should eat by itself it's kind of like not that like socially like something you should do not even monkeys do it right and then you're like yeah you know maybe then you go into a forum where uh it's only talks about eating a banana whole the whole thing i'm talking about everything you just take one big old bite right you don't care what it has how hard it is how mushy it is you just one whole big old bite the hard and the soft and then you identify with this group you only identify this group you only talk to people in this group and then you see your you think that oh this is just something normal and then you you basically uh you uh, uh what do you call it you close off yourself from actual valid criticisms and yeah yeah it's one of those things where it's like if you're a part of a community or things like that, it's sort of like one of those things where like I, I hate associating myself with anything. Like nothing aggravates me more. It says you need to fight this cause or you need to say these things or this that because you are X race, age, color, anything like that. No, fuck that shit. I am Danny and I voice nothing but myself. I don't represent anybody but myself. Right. And that's how I want to keep it as. Don't associate me. Don't don't co-op me into anything else because I should believe in this and that. If I care about a subject matter, I'll talk about it. But you can't come up and tell me that, oh, you can't say this or that because this doesn't agree with me. And that's 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 how I feel about like with most movements on the internet. It's like I can't agree with everything or I can't, you know, I, I don't represent anything or anybody else because I'm only myself and I and I can't, you know, speak for anybody else other than me and i don't want anybody else to speak for me as well true same but uh yeah i think we kind of like parallel we we traveled a little bit there maybe we should do a little bit more old internet content i think that'll be kind of nice to recap on that sort of thing before things started getting all homogenized and you know formatted in this idea but uh, with that ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of the dkm podcast thank you so much for watching and listening to the dkm podcast sorry about uh disappearing on you guys last week i uh, had some things coming up in my life and my days and uh, i wasn't exactly available but i'm glad to be back i feel like this was a great episode to come back to um, i was preparing for labor day not gonna lie what was that? I was preparing, like, the whole weekend was all preparing for Labor Day and stuff, like, Sunday and Monday. Uh, do you, why, because you have to, like, do something on Labor Day? Yeah, just doing things with friends and families, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I had a couple birthday parties to celebrate, so that's why I was, like, completely unavailable. And it doesn't even help either that, like, my mind wasn't even where I was. I was kind of, like, thinking about every other thing in the middle. Yeah. Um because life changes and shit like that. But anyways, uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. As you guys know, you can watch us and listen to us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of your streaming services are available for you. You also could watch us on YouTube at our uh, YouTube channel that we're also uploading this to. And if you haven't yet, feel free to join our Discord server. We would love to have you in our uh, community. And you want to keep up to date whenever the... Uh, dkm boys are doing something regarding to the podcast or doing their own shit uh feel free to follow us at dkm podcast at twitter.com for all your podcasting updates and with that ladies and gentlemen i just want to say thank you very much for watching and listening take care and until next time see ya